Hello and welcome to Shay's Sports Stories. I'm your host, Shay. And on this episode, I'm going to discuss um, my picks for the NBA awards. So that's MVP, Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, Most Improved Player, and Rookie of the Year. So um, uh, let's start out with Rookie of the Year. Um, because I just mentioned it, I guess. Uh, I would probably pick... Um, Anthony Edwards, just kind of by default, because this this rookie class has not been as bad as a lot of people were thinking it would be, but it still hasn't produced a ton of uh, first-year, like, really good players outside of Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball, and LaMelo, I mean, probably would have won it had he not gotten hurt, but he's missed quite a few games, so I feel like it's kind of, at this point, Edwards by default, but then again, I mean, um... Rookie of the Year isn't really like some of the other awards, so I think Lamelo could win it just because, like, Rookie of the Year is kind of considered in a different way. So even though he didn't play a ton of games, I think he still get, does have a shot. But I, I mean, I think even then, I mean, Anthony Edwards was so good that it's a real, like, it's really close. Um, now let's uh, go to Most Improved Player. Um, I feel like I gotta go with Julius Randle here. I think a lot of people are gonna give it to, or are gonna say Jeremy Grant should win it, because he's you know kind of gone from like a role player to like a twenty-four point per game score or something around that. But um, Julius Randle, I just, I mean, like he maybe he he hasn't shown the uh, as big of a jump in statistics as Jeremy Grant, but I think he's actually improved more. Um, you know, he's he's actually winning games. Jeremy Grant's on one of the worst teams in the league, or one of the worst performing teams in the league. And Julius Randle has led the Knicks to the playoffs for the first time in a very long time. And um, another thing is Julius Randle has added to his game, which Jeremy Grant really hasn't. Jer- uh, Julius Randle has out of nowhere become an elite three-point shooter. Well, maybe, maybe not elite, but a very good three-point shooter. He's shooting 42%, which is... Very, very good, and it's not like on point five attempts per game. He's actually like taking threes, and he's shooting very good. Um, whereas Jeremy Grant really hasn't added anything to his game, and Jeremy Grant's actually gone down quite a bit in efficiency. So, I mean, I think some of it is Jeremy Grant last year was on one of the best teams in the league, and now he's on one of the worst. So somebody has to take shots on the on the Detroit Pistons. Whereas you know Julius Randle is on the same team he was last year. With the only big change being like Tom Thibodeau's now coaching, and he's gotten way better in a lot of ways, and the team's gotten way better because of that. Um, so yeah, that's that's all I have to say on that. Uh, six man of the year, I feel like it's Jordan Clarkson. I don't really think it's a huge discussion. Six man of the year is always going to go to you know Jordan Clarkson type of guy who's just like. He's a six man, and he's a six man, and he's scoring the most points of all the six men. So he gets it. Like that's just that's how it goes. And I I think sometimes that's wrong. I don't really think it is this year. I think maybe there's a couple other guys in consideration, but I feel like Jordan Clarkson does deserve it. That's not what I'm saying. Is not necessarily to diminish what he's done this year. That's just how six man of the year is awarded, and he would he does deserve it. It's not like a problem with the award this time. Uh, defensive Player of the Year, I, I mean, this is one of uh, two of these awards that I don't really have a super strong opinion on. Um, I've got a couple of guys. I feel like 
Gobert, Ben Simmons, or Bam Adebayo should be the can- the main candidates. I mean, Gobert, obviously, he's you know really big. He uh, blocks shots. He really kind of shuts down the entire paint. I don't like Gobert as much as a lot of people do, but I think he's very good. I think he should be one of the prime candidates. Uh, ben Simmons has been crazy this year. He he can do more. Th- I think he, a big thing for him is that he can kind of do some more things than Gobert, but I think a detraction with Simmons is that he's still mainly like a perimeter player, so he's mainly guarding on the perimeter, so he doesn't really take, you can't really take away something from the whole team like Gobert can, where you can just take away the paint. Like, you can't score in the paint when Gobert is there. I mean, generally. And that's that's huge, so it's, it's part of the reason I think Gobert will probably win it, is just because that's how they value it. It's like, it's, it is... It isn't necessarily who's the best at defense. It's who who affects the game the most. And then I think third is the third guy, not necessarily third place, but the third guy I'm mentioning is Bam Adebayo. Um, I think Bam Adebayo might be the best of the three. Actually, I think he can. He's kind of in between. He can very much affect the paint, like Gobert can, but he can also like switch onto guys, which Gobert. I don't think. Gobert is as bad at perimeter defense as some people do, but he's not very good. Whereas, like, Bam Adebayo, I've seen shut down Steph Curry in, like, a one-on-one matchup. I've seen him get switched onto Steph, and Steph just couldn't get past him because Bam Adebayo is such a good defensive player. So I feel like he's really underrated in that regard, and actually really in a lot of regards. He, uh, you know, he kind of... He can do a lot of things that a lot of these... Big guy, defensive player of the year types can't really do. They just kind of shut down the paint, get it by default. But Bam can do a, a lot more. Um, then um, moving on to coach of the year. This is the other award that I don't have one guy. I've, I also have three here. Um, I would say it should be one, the first candidate is Nate McMillan. Um, I think he might be my number one candidate here, but. I think the other two just need to be discussed, too. Um, Nate McMillan really turned the uh, Hawks around and turned them into a playoff team when they were not doing good with Lloyd Pierce as their coach. Like, we're, they were terrible. And then halfway through the season, Nate McMillan gets replaces Lloyd Pierce, and they become a playoff team. And it's like, that's just insane. That's really impressive. And it's like the most definite turnaround of any of the coach of the year candidates is Nate McMillan. Because it's like, you can't say like, you know, because of something that happened in the offseason, because of some of the players improving, because of any of that, the team turned around. It's pretty clearly it's because Nate McMillan replaced Lloyd Pierce. Because they were terrible for the first half of the season. And then all of a sudden, they're in the playoffs. Um... Then um, the other next candidate I would say is Tom Thibodeau, who it's similar to Nate McMillan. He has totally turned the Knicks around. I think really it's basically all of the same stuff as Nate McMillan, aside from he didn't replace a coach midway through the season. Except the one detraction from Thibodeau is that Julius Randle has also improved a great deal. So I think, you know, it's, it's a little hard to be like, you can't really give Thibodeau all the credit, so it's kind of a, you know, it's like, who is really responsible for the Knicks turnaround? Is it Randall or is it Thibodeau? It's really a bit of both, but still, it's, you know, it's a, it's more of a question of why they're turning around than with, you know, McMillan and the Hawks. And then third candidate, I think he's, 
I mean, I think he's probably the the least. I mean, he's probably my least uh, favorite of these guys for coach of the year. But I think he's got a good chance at winning it because he has the best team of all three, and that's Monty Williams. Monty Williams has definitely done a lot of good for the Suns and definitely has played a big role in them becoming a good team. But I think the thing with Monty Williams is that they got Chris Paul. I think the one thing that definitely makes him a candidate alongside guys like Nate McMillan and Thibodeau, I think are way more responsible for their respective teams becoming good, is that... um, He's on, I, the Suns are either the two seed or the one seed at the moment in the West, actually in like the entire NBA, whereas Nate McMillan and Thibodeau are coaching the four and five seeds in the East. So with Coach of the Year, winning really does matter. So I think you got to just consider Monty Williams just because of that. I think of all the coaches who are coaching uh, some of the mo- most winning teams, it's Monty Williams who's the only guy I think can really compare with uh, McMillan and Thibodeau. Then finally, you know, this is actually this is the big award, which MVP, but I probably have the least to say about it. Um, it's Nikola Jokic, and I don't think it's really a discussion. Like, I think, you know, second place is a discussion, you know, but Jokic is the only guy you can give it to at this point. Jokic has played, you know, he's played like most, he's played, I think, most or all of the games this season. He's shown that he can still lead his team without the co- his co-star when Jamal Murray went down. And they went, I think, 10-2 and two without Jamal Murray so far. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Chris Paul, I think people are talking about, you know, he's he's done good for the Suns. You know, just doesn't compare. Like, he's not having nearly as good of a season. He's not nearly as responsible for his team's success. You know, it's, it's got to be Jokic. I mean, if Embiid had played as enough games, Embiid would be a candidate. I think you could say maybe the same thing about LeBron, but I don't really think so. I think really the only guy who could really compare is Embiid. Had Embiid not missed his, you know, normal like 15 games a season like he does every year, which is why Embiid will like never win MVP. But because Embiid did miss games like he always does, it's Jokic. I mean, I don't, there's, it's just not a discussion to me. I don't think there's really, I don't think you can really debate for another candidate. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> that's all for this week. Thank you for listening. Um, if you want to hear more, you can listen to Shea Sports Stories on most podcast apps and stay tuned for more great content on 88.9 The Bridge.